Welcome, it's Happy Hour, and this is Titanic Minute, your daily podcast where we discuss movie Titanic minute by minute. I'm your co-host, Rob, and I'm joined, as always, by my good friends, once in a duff time, in Cross-Eyed and Jolis. (laughs) (laughs) Happy Friday. It is the happiest of hours. Uh, We're going to talk about minute 95, guys. Minute 95. In this minute... Jack puts his hands on Rose, and uh, let's jump right into it. With consent. With absolute consent. Rose She she brings it up. She does. She goes, put your hands on me, Jack. Lay your hands on me. Lay your hands on me. It's Joe's favorite band, FYI. (laughs) Speaking of which, we do hear- I don't recognize that. That's that's a Bon Jovi cut. Oh. We we do hear uh, an, another like variation of my heart will go on in the in the score during this, um, but yeah, put your hands on me, Jack. It's like when that DJ just puts a few bars of that that hit on a little bit to tease you early in the party. There yep. you go. Yeah, DJ Cameron, baby. C- clear consent. Jack sort of you know, let's be honest. He cops a boob feel here. Mm. Little breast in there. Little breast grab. Um. And then we leave the car. Do you have anything else on this before? I mean, we're going to come back next week to the steamy car. Very sweaty from uh, probably half from the boiler room, half from the passion. Well, at Tombstone Minute, Joe and I talked a lot about having good sweat guys, sweat people around to spray that sweat on. Mm. (laughs) uh, Sweat me. Yep. And uh, and one of the commentary tracks, apparently uh, they are – Maybe it was a commentary. Maybe it was somewhere I read it. But essentially, they're lathered up with Vaseline. Oh God! And like they're on this like they're on this like uh, this car, and there's just like the pieces of velvet from the seats are just sticking to their skin. Apparently, so this car was <laughs> yeah. I was, I was, this is going to be a point I bring up. This car in real life or in the story are is ruined, right? It so yeah. That sm- that smell doesn't come out, right? Oh, you mean like in real life? This this just this like car. sweaty, va- maybe Vaseline skin and body odor. That that's in the seats forever. So you're imagining that Titanic docks just fine, and uh, and William <laughs> yeah. Ernest William Ernest Carter comes in his car. And he's like, man, sure is musty in sure, here. It's rank. <laughs> it's it's like when uh, Lebowski finds his car. <laughs> Looks like some vagrant Lou used it as a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we leave the car, and uh, we see this uh, long shot of Titanic. Is this the only time they do this in the movie? Because this reminds me of what you talk about a lot, Duff, about this vision of being alone at sea that terrifies you. We sort of have this like long shot of just like the Titanic looking tiny in the ocean. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if it's this far off, but there, there's one later where I know you can, and there might be a couple where it's just a very long shot of, uh, the boat sinking, but oh, yeah. I, I don't think it's anything on this scale. Like, it, okay. 
There's a deleted scene here, guys. It's a pretty important deleted scene, less for the plot of the movie, but more for uh, the true story, uh, the real-life uh, interpretation of what happened to Titanic. There's a deleted scene inside the Marconi room, uh, which is the wireless telegraph service. Marconi. And uh, I'm sorry, what? The Marconi room? The Marconi room. Or we can just Mar- call it the Macaroni Grill. Marconi. Oh, Marconi. Marconi. What did I say? Marconi. 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 Connie. Marconi. <laughs> You're supposed Marconi to be home room. by 10. The Macaroni Grill. Um, <laughs> do those still exist? I don't no. think so. I don't think there are any in Milwaukee. So uh, I know the ones here are closed. The wireless, the wireless telegraph service. And we see two guys. They're just overwhelmed of stuff happening. There's just all these messages coming in. There's stuff coming out of pneumatic tubes and all this stuff. And and uh, in real life, the wireless had been down the day before. It had been broken. So they had all these personal messages that passengers had wanted sent. And they were sending them on. I had asked uh, earlier this week, Andrew, about Cape Race. They were sending them on to Cape Race, Newfoundland. Um, and they're sending it on, and these two guys are just overwhelmed because all these passengers, probably first class, they're sending all these personal messages. And while it's oh, hap- so it, it their messages not, it's not among the shipmates or the no, it's like messages from like passengers to send on to like land. A lot of sex. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not wearing anything. Time, Stop thinking about you stop (laughs) (laughs) feeling so hot stop uh so they were in touch with another ship at this time the california and the california was nearby and it had warned them about the ice and so in this in this uh deleted scene the wireless operator is like christ it's that idiot on the california (laughs) and he's just like you know, starts check tap- out this nerd. Yeah, starts tapping out a message, and then we cut to the California in the movie, and the guy in the California working in that room is just like, he he's just like, hold on, and he reads a message, and the message is, keep out, shut up, I'm working Cape Race. What? So these guys at Titanic. This is all. This is Did all that really real. happen? Yes, this is all real. So on Titanic. These guys are just overwhelmed with all these personal messages, and they're getting messages from, like, the California that's pretty close to being like, hey, dude, there's ice, man. That's not what the message said. That's my interpretation once again. (laughs) There's Uh, ice, bro. Yeah. (laughs) And they're just like, keep out, shut up, I'm working Cape Race. Like, they're saying, I'm sending all these messages to Cape Race. So the the guy, the wireless guy in the California kind of waits for a while, but in a deleted scene, he just turns off the machine. To be like, I'm I'm going to bed. And he steps outside, and the ship is literally stopped. This is California, like 50 yards on the edge of a field of ice. This is like a very close ship to Titanic. And in real life, they had warned them, and they, the message just never got to the bridge. And the California guy just eventually was like, screw it, I'm going to bed. And, like, turned off the generator and, like, ended up going to bed. And in real life, you know, once the Titanic hits the iceberg, even though the California was the closest ship, it didn't hear Titanic's distress signal because the wireless was turned off. Yeah, I think this is one of the, I don't want to say he got a lot of heat for it, but among people 
who are yeah. really into Titanic and are historians, either uh, amateur or professional. I think they took Cameron to task about omitting details about the California. Yeah. So, and Jack Phillips is the name of the guy who was working the, the telegraph office for um, for Titanic, and it was Cyril Evans was the radio operator on the Californian. Um, yeah. And so, this is sort of like a, a a recurring theme we'll talk about as we go through, especially now that we're about to hit the iceberg. But like. You know, we had Rachel on who talked about real theories um, uh, uh, of how, why the Titanic crashed. And, like, you know, I think there's a lot of legitimacy to it. But it's crazy how much of this was just a bunch of unfortunate events stacked up that allowed for this to occur. There's so many, there's so many, like, what ifs and that a bunch could have of, prevented this. And a bunch of dudes just being cocky and think they don't need to be paying attention to stuff. Right? Yeah. And And I think, like... They later found that that wasn't enough people working that, you know, that uh, the wireless room. And um, there's just a lot. I mean, Captain Smith is just pushing for more speed. We ha- it's just yeah, they're, all this they're, stuff's they're pushing the engines for sooner than they should have. The telegraphs, the ignoring the ice warnings, at, yep. even when they were getting them. Yep. Yep. Uh, and that's sort of why, like, I don't, I don't want to say I bristle, but whenever we hear like, oh, well, there was a fire burning and that's why I'm like, well, I mean, I'm sure that contributed, but like, there's a lot of poor decisions that were made to end in this, this tragedy that ends up happening. Um, and I just going to say in general, we're going to have a lot of deleted scenes between now and the end of the movie. Cause there's a lot of stuff that was deleted out of the sinking stuff. Um, so that's we go to the watch. Yeah, we go to the watchtower and we see uh, Statler and Waldorf commenting on everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are having quite the routine. Yeah, those guys are up there, just you know, th- uh, funning, um, M- mad about that Bears comedy routine. <laughs> but in real life, this is Reginald Robinson Lee and Frederick Fleet. Um, and in this, Fleet claims that he can smell ice. Now. Do you guys think you can smell ice? I can smell freezer burn. (laughs) Maybe. Well, I did some research, or I tried researching on this. Just a little research. You put your head in the freezer. Did you just put your head in the freezer? No. I Googled, can you smell ice? ice? And I found a a lot of articles about the smell of meth. (laughs) (laughs) And and a literal parent's guide to drug smell and odors. So Well, as a parent, get excited. Yeah, so is ice a term for meth? Yeah. <laughs> we sound like Obviously. the oldest, whitest guys on earth. Right now. Well, if 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 there's any drug white people are an expert on, it's meth. That's true. And white Midwesterners, um, I meant to say. Or privilege. The other drug we're high on. Uh, we should, uh, much like the, uh, what's it, the ice bucket challenge, the ice smell challenge for Titanic Minute. <laughs> yes, that's right. I, I did learn, uh, in an, I read another article that said, when ice sits in the freezer for long periods of time, it can pick up and hold odors from surrounding food. Yeah. So ice itself doesn't spe- doesn't smell and this Frederick Fleet guy probably wouldn't have smelled an iceberg or ice unless it was like had a bunch of hot dogs on it or something. <laughs> <laughs> hot dogs. 
I smelled, uh, I smelled Totino's pizza rolls. So, <laughs> so the iceberg must have absorbed those. Yeah, and after he, the Titanic, he was actually death. the first guy to live the Totino's lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> after Titanic sunk, they went out and they just, um, they would send boats out ahead that would just put um, raw meats on all the icebergs so they could smell them. <laughs> it's one of the. That's why it's of- easier to smell ice near uh, polar bear hunting grounds. <laughs> so we got to keep the polar bears alive. That's right. Uh, and uh, and so this minute sort of ends with um, this guy sort of being like, "Did you find binoculars?" And and that's it. I don't. I don't. I was gonna research more about the whole binoculars thing, but I I'll be honest, I did not do that yet. I feel like there's. A, yet another story about how they misplaced the binoculars and they weren't able to look out. I think you're right. I think this is another like unfortunate thing that happened where they Friggin didn't have Keystone binoculars. Keystone cops running that thing. I know it's it's crazy. I mean, it, it literally is. I mean, you think of all the things like one thing changes and this doesn't happen. You know, they they're going slower or they have binoculars. Or what? What here's 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 but but thanks to this happening, we got to do this podcast. That's true. Think about that. Let's play the game. They did not die in vain. (laughs) Let's play the game. What if they had cell phones? Because this is the game now you play with like every movie made before whatever date. Okay. So how would this movie have been solved if they had, we'll say, smartphones? Well, so far, what would have changed? I mean, uh, a lot right? of angry texts from Cal to Rose. Oh yeah, we have the text on the screen. A lot from Jack to Rose. You up? Yeah. Um, you would have a very vibrant Tinder scene down third class. And- oh man! <laughs> Swipe right parties. <laughs> uh, steerage friend finder. And, and the guys in the watchtower, instead of being distracted by, uh, be on by the people kissing, they would be yeah. looking at like Tinder and yeah, it still absolutely would have crashed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they'd, ju- they'd just be looking at like cat gifts or something, and then there's, slam. there's... buff Garfield memes. <laughs> <laughs> Garfield memes. There's a there's a Duff. I'm sure you've seen it, but there's like a, a photo that always shows up on Twitter with like if Twitter if, if Titanic would have sunk in this century, and it's like people in water holding their phones up. Oh yeah, like, I don't know what this is trying to tell me. It's uh, <laughs> I think that's a Banksy, isn't it? <laughs> is it? I don't no, it's not. <laughs> I, I'm just that's just my shorthand for any time someone has like a super woke take that does absolutely nothing. It's like oh thanks Banksy. <laughs> Uh, like when Banksy built that ridiculous uh, Disneyland parody, but it was all like, like toxic waste dump stuff, and like it's Disneyland, but it's actually unhappy. It's like, oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> what I would we do without you, Banksy? I didn't think minute ninety five was when the Banksy takes would start for us. Come at me, Banksy lovers. <laughs> Banks- Banksy is a hack. Well, you know, Banksy won't come at you because he's a coward. No, he is a coward. <laughs> Banksy is the one person on earth I'm comfortable challenging to a fight because I know he'll never show up. <laughs> he's just going to deface our uh, podcast art somewhere now. 
It's gonna be it's gonna be in a really obnoxious like Aaron Sorkin liberal esque way, and then he'll think he's smart. <laughs> uh, I have a casting rumor, but do you guys have anything else for this actual minute? I want to rag on Banksy some more, but I'll I let you do you. your casting rumor. Okay, casting rumor. Uh, maybe this is because I've been listening to Indiana Jones minute recently, but River Phoenix. River Phoenix, uh, in an interview in 1998, James Cameron said he had always admired River Phoenix and would have considered him for the role. Um, obviously, guys, uh, River Phoenix died in 1993, so he would have only been good for the Why, Jack why the is he even movie. talking about River Phoenix that long after it? <laughs> How did that even get brought up? I, feel I don't like know. That- I feel like that's just kind of like a name dropping thing. Like, what what a safe thing to say. Like, oh yeah, I totally, I totally saw River Phoenix. Yeah, I totally would have gotten this extremely famous person. I was yeah. going to cast Brandon Lee, but did did James Cameron also talk about uh, how he was listening to a famous band before they were famous? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know. I don't. I mean, well, but let's let's play it out. Do you think River Phoenix would have been good in this? Or is it, is it impossible to say? Uh, honestly, I think they look very similar at those ages. I mean, I'm thinking of like River Phoenix and uh, Last Crusade. Yeah, it looks kind of like Leo. But River Phoenix would have been like 26 or 27 at this point, too. Yeah, he probably wouldn't have. He would have been too old. What about Joaquin Phoenix? With his beard. Yeah, well, he would have been. He would have been even older, though. Like, Joaquin Phoenix is older than River. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Um, no, he's younger. He's Great he's actor, actually. Though. I think yeah, Joaquin right. Phoenix is my favorite actor. He's four years younger, so he would have been. Um, he would have been like 23. Well, could have worked out potentially. I I, I could see it. I think. Uh, it would have been super broody. <laughs> it would have yeah, been. I, I would have loved this movie a lot more. <laughs> It it would have been yeah he would have been a way less happy Jack it would have been yeah sullen world weary Jack yeah what if Jack Handy <laughs> <laughs> I bet Jack Handy had had to have written a joke about the Titanic what <laughs> if what if Rivers Cuomo was in this movie <laughs> well <laughs> that's a good question uh. <laughs> Do you guys have anything else? Mm, nope. Just well, furiously um, trying to see if Jack Candy ever did a deep thought about Titanic. But it doesn't look like he did. Bummer. All right. Well, listeners. Things get really hot and heavy next week. They sure do. So come back, listeners. Come back. Come back with your fans and uh, a fainting couch. And listeners, put your hands on your uh, podcast device and rate us on iTunes. <laughs> rate, review, uh, and then I'll sign up for the newsletter at yep. titanicminute.com slash newsletter. That's right? right. Sinking feeling. Sign up for the newsletter. And if you uh, want to join the group, titanicminute.com slash Facebook. And if you want to give us feedback, titanicminute.com slash survey. If you are Banksy, come fight me. Come fight Duff. He's ready for uh, you. Can I close with a deep thought by yeah. Jack Handy? Of yes, course. Let's do it. Uh, let's see. <laughs> the face of a child can say it all, 
especially the mouth part of the face. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.